Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the third table talk. This week we're going to be talking with Troy about what does it look like for us to walk with our young adults. And for most of y'all who listen, you're not there yet. And so it may feel like, oh, this is so far in the future, but I really want to encourage you to listen to this episode because in this episode, you're going to find so many nuggets about the concepts that you begin to lay foundational anchors now with your young kids so that when they are young adults and we're having conversations about faith and we're having conversations that center on the vision and how do we live kingdom living lives, we have laid that foundation well. So these conversations work. So without much more setup, here is the last of the series with Troy. What are we doing talking with our young adult kids? And then finally, we are about to launch this teenager out into the world. They're about to become a young adult. (laughs) And we're like sweaty browed and hoping and our hearts are beating and we're not sure. We're about to put them either in a dorm room or in an apartment somewhere or launch them into a job. And we're excited but are we done? Like, is that it? Are we finished? Did we make it? Was it like 18 years and no more? Huh. <laughs> is that what we're fear- Is that what we're finding out? That we're like, woo, free but, and clear. Because yeah. we have three. We have three that are 18 or older, don't we? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not <laughs> done. And in some ways, uh-uh. I feel like it begins. Yes, yes. But in a, I think in a much neater context Mm -hmm. i don't know if that that makes sense but it's really uh it's much more relational and it's much more i think the stakes are a lot higher to be honest but it's really the first time that although they've exercised these principles or or not well you know you kind of get get the ebbs and flows of all of that through the teenage years but now i think they understand it's theirs and we're much more just kind of coming along beside them to, to navigate that and to speak, hopefully a voice of wisdom as they're trying to navigate bigger decisions that have bigger, um, you know, consequences. And so really I find it to be a, a in a lot of ways, a lot sweeter time relationally because you really become more of a confidant and more of a, mm-hmm. a you know, a mentor than a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways. So it, it is an interesting transition, but it is a time where it's theirs, but hopefully you've established a relationship that you're able to have a voice in that and mm-hmm. continue to try to kind of hold up wisdom. Cause again, it's very noisy out there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of a lot of things speaking different things to them. So when this is the stage of making the big decisions. Yes. This is this is a stage of life life course decisions. So this is the age, you know, because it's from now until the end. And so it's it is college or or career from the beginning. What career? Where do we go? Where are we going to work? Where are we going to go to school? Who we, who are going to be our friends? Because now you're making friends that are adult friends. You, you're going to ultimately maybe talk about relationship in terms of marriage. That's going to become a factor. Um, how do you navigate marriage? How do you prepare for it? How do you walk inside of it? Should we move? Should we go here? Should we go there? These are life decision stages. And so we really want to be painting or teaching our young adult kids all about perspective and having a long-term vision of what it means to walk with Jesus in kingdom living as they go forward into big decisions. And, and I think constantly tying that back into what is the gospel? Yeah. You know, what is the what? What is the why? What is their identity? As they begin to make, what is wise? You know, as they begin to make these truly life-altering and lifelong decisions, mm-hmm. you know, continuing just to cycle them back through because all of those things need to be just constantly bathed over them as they're yeah. launching out on their own and beginning to make big decisions and you know, that it would be rooted in all those things that, that we've spent oh, years yeah. trying to pour into them, just the gospel and their identity and his oh, wisdom, yeah. you know, and so it's just a neat, well, yeah, neat place I've, to kind of bring all that up. Yeah. I mean, cause I've watched with ours even, I mean, we're back in, in the re the, like a rewind of the concepts of, wait a minute, who, who does God say you are? Mm-hmm. So you, so yeah, you're facing, you didn't do well in that class or you're wondering about your major or you're, you're really disappointed because your life doesn't look like you thought it was going to look, but who does God say you are, which is way back in the tween year concepts, right? Of identity. And yet they're really, that's what, that's what you're talking about with them because unless they've got that rock solid again, because they need that again in order to be able to then go, okay, so then what's wise? What's my next wise step? Should I change my major? Because I mean, we've had kids who like don't do well in one class and they're like, that's it. We're done. We're out. We can't, we're the worst. You know, we've had kids who have felt like, you know, they just have, you know, messed everything up and, and you can't apply wisdom if you're not sure who you are. Well, and those you are. That's right. And those, I think in those years, you really are defining their identity again, because the the culture really defines our identity by all those things. You know, I've had many, many conversations with teenagers sort of transitioning into young adults. And the, the main question is, what is God's will for my life? And what they really are asking is, what career should I have and who should I marry? Yeah. And, and I think God's will for our life is that we walk with him mm. and rooted in our identity in him. And those other things are, are sort of, they happen, but they're not, 
they don't define who we are, but in the culture, there's a lot of pressure yeah. for, for that, your performance and your, you know, careers and, you know, even your marriage choices to define who you are. And those are significant decisions that have, again, lifelong impact. But again, it's just how much can we root them in their identity and him that will then drive those decisions that have huge impact on their life, but they don't define them necessarily. So, and really those, those conversations are, um, I don't know. I think of them as the, the growing faith conversations because until this child has moved into maybe late teen years, but certainly the young adult years, they have relied on my faith or your faith. I mean, we've been the ones to, Make sure they go to church or make sure they, you know, I mean, everything has kind of run back through us, but now they're on their own. And so they are making decisions of whether or not their faith is going to be like ours or if their faith is going to be in themselves or their faith is going to be in what the world says about them or their faith is going to be in their success I mean, we all put our faith somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, in this young adult season is where faith conversations, you know, become vital. And again, you know, I think one thing I've, I've said a lot on the episodes, but it bears repeating, is none of these stages... And none of these moments with our kids are easily done in 30 seconds. Hmm. I wish. Is there a formula? I mean, right? Like you can just like wave the magic card and it's finished. I mean, it takes time in a conversation. One conversation can take time. And most of the time I've experienced that the truth I want to highlight to my child is missed maybe 24 times and finally on the 25th time it's like it it's it's like all of a sudden they maybe they get it and so it it, you know I just want to encourage others that I feel like you and I probably there are many days that we probably go to bed feeling like we're a broken record or that we've said the same thing so many times or that child is wow that is just something they struggle with and we can feel discouraged because we want to own the message landing. We want to own that they get it. We want to own that we've grown their faith. And it really has nothing to do with us. We, we get to be a part of what God is at work doing. Right? Yeah, I think, I think the tendency is to want it to be a formula where your input equals a, a guaranteed output. Yeah. And I think that really doesn't exist. And it just highlights the fact that God is a relational God. Mm-hmm. And so these truths and these principles, as, as neat as they are to write out and um, explain, are really processed in relationships. Yeah. And, and that's, again, it ebbs and flows. It circles back around. It, you know, there's a lot of just day to day, just meeting that child where they are whether they're in childhood or, you know, tween years or teenagers or launching into early adulthood, 
meeting them where they are, trying to discern and know them, and then sort of, again, along this journey, meeting them with what they need to get their identity solid in him and get rooted back in truth uh, as they process life now as an early adult mm-hmm. and begin to make you know life decisions. So, so that's my last question. Mm-hmm. So when you're interacting with your kids, is there a part of you, you are kind of somebody who does, who diagnoses people anyway. So do you find though that you in some ways are kind of try and hear from the Holy Spirit a little bit of a diagnosis of where your child is, what they might be wrestling with? I mean, I know I do sometimes where I'm like, oh, I, th- I really think this child is still not seeing who they are in Jesus or they don't understand wisdom or they don't have a long-term vision. Do you do that? Or do you just, what do you, what do well, you do? Well, I'll say I should. Uh, I think there's a lot of times that I, I probably view where they are through my lens. And so I, mm, I think, yeah, me too. Um, you know, that's probably more natural, which is less productive, you know, and I think it is a matter of trying to discern kind of where they are and meet them where they are. And, and, you know, again, I think go back and just find out because in a lot of ways for us personally and for our children, the struggle is in some lie or some deception where we get twisted even in the what or the why or our Mm -hmm. identity. And that's where the struggle is. And so I think it's trying to figure that out and meet it with the truth of, who he is, who we are, what is our identity mm-hmm. in him. And so it's, you know, I think trying to discern that lie. So, yeah, I mean, I would say probably in some way I'm trying to <laughs> to diagnose that and get to it, but I think it's a lot easier not to and just mm. come from my standpoint, which, you know, again, usually is less productive. <laughs> but Yeah, me too. I struggle with that too. Well, I hope that what we talked about today has maybe encouraged you a little bit or given you a different perspective. Maybe you are listening to and you're like, well, we're doing way better than them. But what I really want you to know is that none of this is anything that you do apart from God walking with you. You know, it says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. And I have clung to that scripture and to one in Isaiah 40, 11 that talks about the fact that he promises to lead those, he leads you gently, those of us with young, which is all of us. And I think that the heartbeat of God is to gently lead you and me and as we parent these children he has he has offered to us for a season and then also to ask him and to seek him and to long to hear from him insights creative ideas ways to express things to our kids that maybe aren't natural to us to express them in those ways but i have time and again cried out to god to give me understanding about a child who seems like a puzzle or 
a good way to express a truth to a child who is struggling. And God has been faithful to do that. And he will be faithful to you as well. He doesn't leave us in this. In fact, he actually is inviting you and me to walk with him because he is far more engaged in your child and growing your child into a child who loves him and understands how much he loves them. And he is at work there and we can trust him. So I hope this has encouraged you and we'll probably do more of these in the future because I thought it was kind of fun to hear your your perspective. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was fun. And um, if you want to learn more, go to the show notes for this week. You're going to find a one-page download that kind of gives you the highlights of what we're looking at at each age and stage with our children. That might be something you'd like to download and grab and stuff into your Bible or put up on a mirror um, so that you can have a good roadmap. If you don't have another roadmap that you like to use for thinking of your children in these different ages. And until next week, I pray that you will understand how much God loves you and how much he wants to break through and walk with you in your time with your kids. I really hoped you enjoyed that last episode of Table Talk. I enjoyed having my husband here, mainly because I loved introducing him to y'all and for y'all to hear his heart and to understand that even the things that come out of my mouth that come out over these airways in this podcast are not singular to me. They are space that Troy and I have worked and prayed and sought the Lord over together, and he has a lot of wisdom and um, just really precious insight that I think has helped us in our parenting journey with our kids. And so this last week about young adults, um, I really pray that you understand that when we are walking with our kids, even when they're itsy bitsy, we are going to be walking with them for their lives and casting vision forward and helping them understand that this is a faith walk that will walk them from today into eternity. I have a easy printable that I would love for you to go download off my website. Um, The link for it is in the show notes. It is going to break down each age and stage and exactly what is going on in that stage with your child. What are they thinking about? How can we communicate best with them? What are our talking points? And then what really is our goal? Like, what are we looking to achieve by the time they begin to move from one stage to the next stage? You can find that in the show notes. You can download it. It's free. I would love to give it to you. Have a great week and we'll see you back next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me, and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.